Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Horror Podcast. My name's Matt. And I'm Paul. Welcome to episode 96. We have been to the cinema to watch Scream. Our Something to Scream About section, Paul has pulled out a little question of our favourite kills in slasher movies, and also our movie from the vault that Paul picked out of the bag as well from last episode is Jamie Lee Curtis starring in Prom Night. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, dude. I've been fucking busy couple of weeks. Yeah. We've uh, we got to go to the cinema again to sort of test the waters potentially for a movie next uh, next episode, which didn't really pa- pass the buck really, did it? <laughs> nah, I don't think so. I think I can't get away with that one. Uh, we watched uh, Guillermo del Toro's Na- uh, Nightmare Alley. Sort of a film noir, really, more than anything else. It was sort of, I don't know if it was, it was way too, pol- it was a lot more polished. It was still, be- it was still gorgeous. Yeah, gorgeous absolutely movie. gorgeous. Those sets, man, all those real sets were beautiful. It's just a film about nasty people, wasn't it? <laughs> really? Yeah, it was. Nasty bastards. <laughs> was there any redemption story? Not really. <laughs> no, just the fucking full-on nasty people. I think, for me, it, it had a great first half, freaks and geeks, and the, the whole circus stuff was fantastically done. And then when it sort of delved into the sort of mentalist side of things, it kind of lost me. And maybe the ending could have been constructed and maybe a little bit better from a storyline. But, again, it looked amazing. Too long. Wait a minute. <laughs> it's um, 30 minutes or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a long bastard. Uh... What about you? You watched anything else? I have watched a few things this week. I've actually, for once in my life, pulled out my ass and actually watched some uh, films. So I have watched a film on Shudder, which I've been wanting to see, that I think was at Fright Fest a few years ago called Caveat. Did you watch that one? I haven't seen it yet. um, It's on my list. Is it any good? Worth watching? Yeah, it's it's all right. It's worth a watch. Um, Interesting concept. Um, this is literally, without giving any spoilers obviously, it's literally about a guy that um, goes to this house in literally the middle of nowhere on an island, which he has to get a boat to get there. And his mate says, oh yeah, come and, uh, can you come babysit my niece just for a couple of days while I go away? Yeah, yeah, sure, no problem. Thing is, she's a bit weird. Yeah, no, that's alright, that's no problem. I'll give you like, you know, 300 quid in cash. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Only deal is you have to wear this leather vest that's chained to the, like the basement with a chain, so you can't actually get in her room, but you can go to the, get to the door of her room. And I'll leave it at that. Okay, that <laughs> sounds interesting. He's wearing a, a leather vest and he's chained to a wall, and he can't so get to her room. So how's he looking after her? Okay, he's not he's not chained to a wall. He's got a chain attached to the vest that that. Is, is basically a long chain that's attached to the basement, but you can walk around the house, but it only goes the length to, to her door. So we can't actually go in her room. Okay, that's a big chastity belt if I ever heard one, but okay, that sounds quite interesting. <laughs> uh, Trust your mind to go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, cool. What about, what else? Um, horror-wise, um, I w- I've actually watched nothing else, really, that was kind of a uh, horror-esque, really. But I did watch, I tell you, I did go watch a good film, quite violent, actually, and gory, not 
a horror film. Have you seen Nobody? Nobody. Yeah, starring the the dude from um, uh, Better Call Saul. Oh, Christ. Now, I've seen the poster and I've seen the trailer. But no, I haven't seen it. Get involved. What's that on? Seriously. I don't know what it's on. I watched it on DVD. But, um, yeah, just watch it because it's fucking amazing. Looks fun, man. Yeah, it's really fun. It's like a like John Wickish kind of, but a bit more kind of dirty and gritty and funny in places. It's just fucking great. You need to watch it, mate. It's so so good. But yeah, yeah. other than that, I watched Spider Man Three, which is a horror show itself. Don't know why I bothered. It was just on TV, and I thought, fuck it, for shits and giggles. And I realised how fucking shit it is. Anyway, how about you? What have you been watching? <laughs> I mean, I finished watching the um, final episode of Yellow Jackets. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, I did. I watched another episode of that, yeah. Carry still, on. Still getting into it then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still, I'm slowly getting into it. I mean, I liked it. I liked the whole episode. So what, I think it was 10 episodes in the end or something like that. Mm. Um, and yeah, it ended well. And there's obviously going to be a season two. And I don't know. I can't say that I'm like busting a nut to watch season two. Like, it's not like it's, I'm like, oh, I could wait. I'm not like, going, oh, fuck, what fucking happens? Mm. But I'll watch it, but I'm not like busting to watch it. A lot yeah. of the, a lot of the, there are still, like I thought there would be, there is a lot more questions that uh, need to be answered. Okay. Um, but at the same time, I'm thinking, okay, it's kind of, I kind of predicted all that. Maybe a little bit predictable, but I like the journey and I like the horror and I like the um, location and all that sort of stuff. So, and 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 the acting is fucking absolutely outstanding with with Mm. the girls and stuff, and the and the uh, older ones. You know, Christina Ritchie is fucking fantastic in it. Juliet Lewis is really good as well. Yeah, yeah, she is. But um, yeah, so yeah, definitely we'll watch season two. But just sort of like uh, I sort of saw that coming. But never mind. <laughs> okay. I watched. I, I know our main review is Scream, Scream Five, which is essentially Scream Five. So I went back and watched Scream Four just to remind myself what happened there, because um, that was what like 2011. Mm. So it's been like ten years. Um, yeah, and I, I was really quite surprised how much I enjoyed Scream Four. I probably mm. that was that's up there for me in terms of the the whole franchise. I mean, if you know, there's a lot of people going around and rating their, like, sort of, um, their order. And uh, maybe I'll give that away later when we're, when we're talking about Scream. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I certainly like, I didn't remember who was in it. Like, Emma Roberts is in it, Hayden Panettiere. Um, like, you've got Anna Parkin in it. Um, yeah. Like, it's just got a, a whole host of, like, the, like the girls that are sort of, like, a re- Alison, like, Alison Brie's in it. Oh, so, no, I've like, seen it. Yeah. I know, but I just totally forgot that all, this, <laughs> all these these people were in this movie, and the kills aren't bad. The storyline's pretty good, you know, and it's sort of like you can see where this one got its ideas from. Definitely, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> totally. So I enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. So yeah, that's me. I guess uh, I want to get onto some news now. Wow! Before you get onto news, I think you forgot another thing that that you've watched. We haven't really talked about because I've watched it as well and I totally forgot to talk about it. Is it Hotel Transylvania four? No, the kids have watched that though, <laughs> and they quite liked it. But Archive eighty one. Oh fuck! I don't know why that's not on my list. Did you watch it all? 
No, no, I've only watched um, the, the first three episodes, so just about to go in the ben- into the Benson and Moorhead episodes, which is four and five. Oh, Christ, you know what? I'm a Muppet. I didn't even know they did any of it. Yeah, they, they directed, I think, episode four and five. I think. Explain, that explains a lot. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just about to go into that, but I'm really loving it. Like, so well, uh, well written. Um, yes. I mm-hmm. love it. I love, like... I love the, the little chats between him and his podcast mate. Uh, it's really, really cool. Yeah. Really, really good. I'm really enjoying it um, so far. Um, but yeah, I've just got to sit down and get my ass ready. The rest of it. Really. Yeah, on, on Netflix now. I binged that over a couple of days. Um, uh, yeah, it was honestly uh, really fantastic. It really sort of got me in terms of the storyline because he's like a, a guy who restores videotapes. I thought that was cool immediately and, and other film and stuff. I love that bit where he, got, he sees that, that guy on the street and it's just like, he's just buying like pre-recorded cassettes off him and just kind of taking a chance on what it is. It's, it's so funny. I, I think that's a that. genius idea. Yeah. I think that's absolutely genius. It actually inspired me to buy my old VCR from when I was a kid and see if I could like, m- you know, Make you want to work. find some snuff videos, that's what you want to do, don't you? <laughs> I mean, I've got, I always wanted, I've, you know, I wanted a VHS player. Nervous laugh. <laughs> I didn't want just any VHS player, so I got my old one. It doesn't work at the moment, sort of, it, it, it sort of powers on. I just need to sort of play a bit. Happens. Yeah, I'm going to do some tinkering, doing a bit of repair Tinker job. So, yeah, I couldn't recommend Archive 81 enough. Uh, go out and watch that one, that bad boy. Cool. Um, should we get on to some news now? Let's do it. What you got? Fill me my ears with news. Well, talking about Gamal Tatora earlier, Nightmare Alley, um, Ron Perman has come out and uh, is... He's not gay, is he? He's... He's getting... He was in Nightmare Alley. He's, I wonder if he's had a, a chat on set with old uh, Tatal Toro and maybe there might be some movement... He wants to see a Hellboy free. There is Hellboy free talks going on. It's got to happen. That's what it? we see. It has to come back from the dead, man. I'd right. love that. I'd love I'd that. Love. Be all over it. Yeah, big time. Um, what else I got? Oh, a little bit of news from a movie we reviewed last year. We talked about the power. Remember yes, that? I like that. Yeah, we like that power. The power. Yeah, yeah. We're bad. Um, it's got an official BAFTA nomination. Really? Yeah, it's um. Well, it's a long list nomination, so I'm guessing, I don't know what that exactly means, for Outstanding Debut, does that mean it's not officially on the short list, it's just on the long list at the moment? Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in, in consideration. That's cool, though. That would be cool. Nice nice little horror knob there. Um, I've got some Benson and Moorhead news. Yeah. I knew about this. Go for it. I mean, they may, obviously, the, well, the Moon Knight trailer, for one. Yeah, awesome. Looks oh, fucking amazing. That does look incredible. I mean, that's something that we I will be watching and, and keeping close to. Um, it looks beautiful, and Oscar Isaac's English accent looks spot on, as, as far as I'm concerned. Really? <laughs> really? Well, we'll see. Um, but they've been, bu- they've been busy. They're busy boys. Obviously, you said they've done Archive 81, but they've done a little movie during lockdown called um something in the dirt mm. and it's basically been described um as something that's like harkens back to their roots and interest um offering up another introspective intimate sci-fi tale centered around an unlikely comedic duo now it's it's obviously shot during lockdown i wonder if they were together 
Um, cause ben, Benson and Moorhead are starring in it. Mm. Which they kind of do anyway, don't they? From, yeah, um, sometimes yeah, yeah. they're in uh, like little cameos and stuff, parts, yeah. Um, so they basically witness some weird supernatural event in one of their apartments. Um, and it sends them on a quest to capture pr- uh, proof for fame and fortune. So that's going to be quite interesting. But I imagine it's got their visuals, but shot very low key. Yeah, like low budget, so like low that. budget. I can't wait to see that. I love, I love their stuff. So, so weird. Texas Chainsaw. I don't know if we mentioned, we don't obviously mentioned that there was going to be one. Yeah, we talked about the casts and stuff coming yeah. back, wasn't it? Original cast and stuff, yeah. Didn't know it was a Netflix jobby. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it looks like it's heading for streaming service on February the 18th. So that could be a potential watch in February for us. It could be, mate. It could be exciting stuff. It could awful. be exciting or it could just be absolute dog shit. <laughs> yeah, time will tell. Um there's a couple of movies that they sort of announced that are going around. There's one called Watcher, which is from uh, Chloe Ocarno's, the person who did uh, Storm Drain in VHS 94. It, 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 it's got Maker Monroe in it. It's a woman who can't shake the feeling that she's being watched. Oh. So, um, another movie from Nomi Rapace. We still need to find Lamb and watch Lamb as well. Yeah, I'm still um, waiting for it to go on down, uh, VOD or... You know, it's like, I don't know what's going on at the moment in England, but we seem to be getting nothing. Like Lamb and I see, and I need, um, Tatane big time. Yeah, I, 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 I don't understand what, why streaming services ain't picking these films up. What the fuck is going on? It's so yeah. weird. If anyone knows anything who listens to this <laughs> yeah. about the movie Tatane, I know, uh, I, I said that my mate, uh, listener like Paul Thomas, Lives in London and he's gone and seen it. Luckily enough, at the cinema because it had a little short run, short run on a few. But if anyone knows how to watch it or where to watch it or when it's coming, because I just can't find fuck all about it and it's doing my head in. Mm-hmm. So uh, please get in touch and let me know. It'd be amazing. Um, so yeah, there's a couple of uh, a couple of bits for you that are coming. Uh, some exciting things. I'm excited. I just want to watch more. I, I watch know, that. but it's just like trying to get hold of them, isn't it? It's just like crazy. It's just um. That's crazy. You got you got anything for us, mate? There's been a few pictures from the Halloween end set come out, so they're obviously uh, pumping that one out a little bit to get the the buzz back up because hopefully it'll be out at the end of this year. Uh, hopefully it can redeem itself. Well, it's October the 14th. I think it's got a date. Yeah. However, I mean, I've been talking to a few people about the last one, obviously. Um, that I think I need to have another rewatch to really, really just take it all in and see what I feel about how I feel about it again. I just don't know. I think I need to sit down again and really digest it a bit more. But I'm gonna I'm gonna do that at some point. But uh, a couple of bits. You like Alicia Silverstone, don't you? I've been known. Yeah. You like crush. sharks. You like a... sharks, don't you? I've been known to be clueless. You like sharks. I, you I, are I, clueless. And I have a little crush. Little crush. I do love sharks. Yeah, go on. <laughs> She's in a movie called The Requeen. The The Requeen. The Requeen. 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 R e q u i n. Requeen. Okay. Requeen. And That's it's about her going to a resort in Thailand uh, on uh, a beach resort, and it gets uh, apparently it's like a secluded kind of area, 
and there's a kind of storm and it brings in some, a shark or maybe more sharks i don't know um but she gets trapped her and a, a blokey get trapped on this kind of like this flooded area and they have to get out but i don't see much for her like she was like big obviously in the 90s sort of style and stuff out maybe she did batman forever and it she decided to give up mm. <laughs> it'd be interesting to see her reprise her acting as a lot of other actresses out you know that'd be quite cool be cool if it's actually quite good it'd be interesting but don't don't ask me when it comes out because we'll probably be waiting two years for it to come out um there's also a film that looks quite interesting called Jewel. Have you heard about this one? Jewel. Jewel. There's there's a movie, old movie called Jewel, isn't there? Yeah, this I don't. This isn't a, a remake or anything, but this is uh, starring Karen Gillan and Aaron Paul. Um, fresh off the film Sundance premiere, Jewel from director Riley Stearns, starring Karen Gillan and Aaron Paul, has been acquired for the US release by RLJ Films, so hopefully it'll come over here at some point. Um, the, uh, it looks like it centres around a woman who, upon receiving a terminal diagnosis, opts for a cloning procedure to ease her loss on her friends and family when she makes a sudden and miraculous recovery and attempts to have her own clone decommissioned. Mm, sounds a bit Black Mirror-y, kind of. Yeah, sounds a bit like The Island, you know, with Hugh McGregor and Scarlett Hansen. Yeah, yeah, but um, that sounds quite interesting. Okay, cool. Well, I'm up for that. She's good, old Karen Gillan. I think she's really, really good. And she, apparently she's got a couple of things bubbling that are going to come out. Um, and only last little bit that i got, mate, is quite a big release on Monday, because Ghostbusters comes out and Last Night in Soho comes out to buy. Ooh, might be making a purchase on them. Yeah, so that's quite good good release and two films that were in our top 10 of uh, last year definitely cool should we uh if you're all done with some new with all the news should we move on should we move on been waiting a very long time for this film haven't we paul too long too long and i've got one question for you to start what's your favorite scary movie um well if i've given it a lot of thought uh... (laughs) oh god (laughs) don't start (laughs) so we we got to go to the cinema and we have watched the latest offering of the scream franchise finally back in our lives so uh, 25 years after the original series of Murders in Woodsboro, a new ghost ghost face emerges, and Sidney Prescott must return to uncover the truth, or does she? We're going to talk about the film, we're going to talk about major spoilers, everything that happens, so if you haven't seen the film, turn this off, go watch it and then come back. Thank you very much. Paul, over to you. 
So it's definitely Scream 5, yeah? It's, it's, yeah. Never, it never. Was this a scream or a boo? <laughs> that is probably one of so our best, that is terrible. probably one of our best ones ever. <laughs> That's not bad. Um, so yeah, cast ensemble was awesome. Like, you know, got the original cast back again. We got David Arquette, we got, uh, Courtney Cox, we got, um, Nave Campbell, you know, and we've got a whole host of newbies to, uh, and we get ones from other movies as well. Uh, Mary Shelton's, uh, now a, she's now, what is she, Sheriff? Yeah. Sheriff? Instead of like, uh, Sheriff Ju- Judy Hicks. Um, Dewey's hung up his, uh, his pistol. He's living like a hobo. He's no longer with, with, uh, Gail. Trade of trash. Trade of trash. Uh, Sydney's somewhere else, fucking running, you know, and got a load Old of kids. brand new life. Got some kids and stuff. I don't know why she's even going back to this bullshit, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, um, the start went bad again. It's, um, it's the cold, it's the classic scream start. Um, no sort of like double, Jeopardy or um what's the what they did in Screen Four where they did like what three false starts or something yeah. like that. Yeah. There's, there's none of that. It, it was um but it's obviously modern technology and all that sort of stuff. So they have to play around with that. Um and the the young actress was fantastic. I can't remember General her name. Tiger. She, she was, was in Babysitter, wasn't she the second one? Yeah, she was very good. And she's she done she's done a lot of horror lately as well, hasn't she? Yeah. Um was she in Fear Street? Dunno, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Babysitter, uh, she's in a couple of things that, that we've watched lately. Um, but yeah, um, her name in the film was Tara Carpenter. Very good. Nice little call. Lots of, lots of nods. Lots, lots of beautiful nods. nods. You know, we get the, we get the music and we get the Elm Street and we just get lots of nods to the old, um, uh, to the old. You know the director, don't you? You've met the director in your life, which is quite, quite humorous. Mm, so yeah. Tell us more about that. Yeah, um, I'll probably get his name wrong because I can't say it, but yeah, Matt Bettinelli Olpin, uh, basically used to be in a band called Link 80, uh, an old kind of band back in the day when we were young wee whippersnappers and we used to watch them and skank away at their music at the local club, didn't we? Yeah. So I met him a couple of times, really nice bloke, what I can remember. Um, which is really crazy because he's gone on to direct this movie, which is crazy. And he obviously did uh, Ready or Not as well. Which yeah. Insanely good. And I only found out that he was in Link 80 recently uh, from one of our friends, Carl, um, which was crazy. Didn't even know that. There we go. So, you know, got some Swindon roots there. Um, small, small world. This one's described as um, a recall. Mm. What the fuck did that mean? I don't even know what that meant. I was still trying to figure out what the fuck that meant. There, were, there was all that like introspective, you know, um, Randy, Randy sort of nonsense around uh, slasher movies and horror movies in general and the rules. And we do get a new Randy, and she was pretty cool actually. I quite liked her. Well, quite so that was um, Randy's, was it nep- niece and nephew, right? Right. Okay. So it, it's all connected, and yeah. it's, you know, you're not safe if you're connected to the to the past and and that's the whole point of this one. It's like... Um, very meta. Yeah, very meta. If you've got connections to other screen movies, then you're pretty fucked, is yeah. what the message is in this one. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of constant talk about Stab 8. There's obviously, like, a big 
sort of you know reddit vibe and stuff like that yeah where people like are on chat sites and just diss movies and pissed off with franchises and got way too much time around to fucking to hate on movies instead of love them like we do most of the time um and it was sort of like that was kind of the premise of it really it's people being pissed off at the fact that there's eight stab movies yeah to or, an extent but I can see, I can see, like, as well, what they're trying to do with it, with with kind of like moving it on to a new generation, because there's a lot of like little, like little snidey jokes that kind of the older things weren't there. It's like, oh, you know, we don't call it that now, we call it this, and and, and new jazzy. I sound like a fucking old man saying new jazzy words. <laughs> All these brand new things, like like a requill or. You know it, this and that, um, but then the, the, but there was like loads of original nods as well, obviously. But it is true, and and it is self-referential to what is going on in the in in the horror movies. It's all of it. You know, there are, we've had Candyman, we had um, we yeah. had Halloween. You know, it's, it is. And they actually reference it, don't they? In the yeah, movie, yeah, yeah. They talk about like all the kind of uh, what is it? Um, what they say is a uh, slow move. What they call slow burn movies now. Um, yeah. All the, 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 I can't remember the word they always use, but um, the type of horror, um, like the Babadook and all that sort of stuff. Is, yeah, like it's, it's much more. Obviously, you've got to remember these people are younger and they're not watching the fucking and classics. And you know, so the their new favourites are the Babadook, or <laughs> and they do mention it follows in the, in there as well, which is funny. Yeah, I, I tip my hat to that. Tip of the hat of to. So that that's the writers all over that, and they 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 obviously are genuine fucking fans because when they do the speech about all the movies and stuff, it's like, it is, I looked at you, you looked at me and you can't deny we were like, that was bang on of, of what horror fans are, are like, kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, and movie fans in general as well. Yeah. I I, I think to myself, that would, would the general person understand that a lot? Or is it a kind of clicky thing because where it goes a little bit too deep dive? I don't know, like, you could reference, because you, you, you even could say that it's a slight on Star Wars as well, really, with what they fucking brought out, and they, they, re, they read it, you know, it's, that's the whole recall thing, if you like, you know, bringing mm-hmm. back some of the fucking old cast and reintroducing new characters and trying yeah, to franchise it's a on. reboot, isn't it? It's a reboot, yeah. just like this is, um, but it's, it's... Killing off the hero. Killing off the hero is important in these movies. So who do we lose? Dewey. Oh, Dewey. Dewey. Arthur the Dewey. A good death scene. A good, he got a good death. Fucking Yeah, he brutal. deserved that. He deserved yeah. that. That was a Heroic. Great. Heroic. It was sad, but also, you know, he got a fucking... He got gutted, which mm. is lovely to see. And they didn't hold back on the violence like they usually do. Um, the knives going in, it's still sadistic and gory, and mm. and they're, they're not too bad. Um, Quite visceral, some of the scenes, weren't they? Yeah, like uh, the scene with I don't know a particular scene, one of the, the most death sequences, and the sort of cat and mouse and stuff like that, and the the play on it, behind the door and behind the fridge and all that sort of crack, and the music, the way it generates to kind of think that it's pulling your strings, basically to think absolutely, yeah, yeah. Hey, that was the one with um, Hicks, you know, the deputy. She's fucked off and. She's trying to race back to save her son, and mm. son's just casually putting fucking dinner together, and then 
Yeah, when's he, it's basically when and how is he Just going a, to die? It's a massive lead up, isn't it? It's like, it's really, yeah, it really does get it. But that knife through the neck was quite, quite visceral. It was really mm. good to see. I liked that. It was just, it was a, uh, you know, brutal. Uh, yeah. they, they, you could tell they're trying to be a bit more inventive in the kills, a bit more. How can we use, how many different ways can we use a knife? Because <laughs> there's so many. I like the way they did invent some new ways. There wasn't the same old slashy, slashy, stab, stab, which was quite cool. Did you notice as well, like some of the bits like the kids' haircuts and stuff. It was like, even the fashion, I mean, I know it's all come back around again, like 90s is big at the moment, like fashion-wise, but some of the, like, haircuts and stuff were, like, full-on, like, the previous screen movies, like uh, The Sheriff's Son. He had, like, blonde tips on his hair, and he was just like, he just looked like he was out of a, a screen movie. He just looked like they got, we need a person that looks like they're in a screen movie. Cause I've yeah. not seen him do anything else really before. Uh, a couple of the others I have, but yeah, he, he just looked like he was made for a, 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 a killer. I'm sorry, to be killed in a screen movie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And he has done stuff before. I recognized him. Um, oh, yeah. you're talking about, uh, Dylan, uh, Miniette who's been in uh, quite a few movies, including Don't Breathe, Let Me In. Oh, yes. He's Prisoners, um, to name a few. I, I thought he was a British actor, but I don't know. I don't know if he is now. Um, but he's been in um, 13 Reasons Why, um, in quite a lot. So oh, I didn't recognise him. He's got a big repertoire of um, of movies behind him. Um, he, he's just coming of age, I suppose. So maybe it's why you don't really recognise him. Um, but he has done a lot of stuff, mm. so he's been around the block. So he's got his due, and he's got his he's got his uh, a nice entrance to horror, or maybe well, he's actually been in a couple already. But you know, it was Good quite to cool. see um, old Jack Quaid in it as well. All <laughs> the boys, yeah, we like I like Jack Quaid a lot. Big spoilers, I suppose. We can he you know the big twist at the end and who the reveal was and stuff like that. It was he was the boy he's the boyfriend of the main character you'd call her wouldn't you mm. so, or the main um supposed to center around protagonist who sam sam who's, who's like got an interesting backstory they went they bought they de-aged <laughs> they must have bought skeet ulrich back to and de-aged him a little bit because they had him in but, the movie yeah. it's like almost like flashbacks she's like slightly she's his Ill- illegitimate child which is quite humorous they must have like done some proper work on him because he does look he looks nothing like nothing. If you saw him walking down the street now, you would not know that it's him. And like they must have proper he must have said they must have done some shit with his face. Obviously they screw his hair and stuff. But they definitely de aged him as well. But you know, he must have just been there for shits and giggles, mate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Why the fuck not? I mean, you know, obviously they mentioned that it's always referencing the previous movies and stuff. Yeah. So you've even got Stu Macker's house as well as the centre centre point for the finale, which is fucking fantastic. Yeah, I mean they must they must have still had that in storage because it looks exactly the same. I reckon they had that set. They must have. Yeah, it looks incredible, and it was a good it was a good finale and mm. stuff like that, and it did involve new and old leads and stuff like that, and um, you just kept on like it just kept pulling you and going. We're not going to tell you, you know, who the fuck is the killers and it's you know it's always going to be is it going to be plural of course it is and it's like for one minute it did pull me one way and i was like oh 
it's the bird, you know, it's Tara. She's, she, you know, Carpenter. I thought the little sister might have just like been bullshitting all the way through. Mm. But yeah, I was pleased with who the, the reveal was, the reasons why again. Okay, fine. They're all miffed at the fact that, um, this whole self-rent, self-rent, they're making, they're basically making their own, are they making their own one? Or was that in the previous one? Oh no, that was the previous one. Um, they just want to set, they want to uh, build another, a, they want a proper stab movie. So they're just basically creating their own basic to, um, make it more real. Cause that's yeah. what they want. It's bullshit. But it's all right. kind of like, they kind of was kind of riffing on the fact that a lot of people love to find that they're really obsessed with kind of true crime, aren't they? At the moment, like loads of people <clears throat> listen to true crime podcasts and stuff like that. And, and the fact that these people were obsessed to the fact about the story, to the, to the fact that they wanted to be in the house, that it all happened. But to be honest, I'm quite, I, I was quite, I was a little bit annoyed that they didn't bring old Stu back, Matthew Lillard. Cause, you know, you don't actually see him die, die. In you got the a fucking tele- you got a television dropped on his fucking head. I would have liked to see him come back. I think that would have been a cool little, I think it was too obvious though. But yeah, the reveal was okay. I wasn't like majorly, majorly kind of surprised. I'll tell you one reason why, and it pissed me off. I'll tell you one reason. Right, when I started watching it, straight away, I remembered the girl um, that was out of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, I can't remember her name now. Um, uh, Mickey Madison, her name is. Yeah. That's up. Played Amber which, spoilers, is one of the killers, straight away I was like, that's that evil bitch from Once Upon a Time in America, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And straight away that just put in my head that she's a killer, because she's just horrible. She I looks nuts. I couldn't, yeah, she just looks crazy. It's like, I don't know whether she's now going to get typecast as just the, the crazy bitch, because she plays it fucking well. She's really good. She's really good in this. Well. Real, really intense eyes, and she looks... Even though she's kind of petite, there's just something like psycho. Yeah, yeah, big time. And uh, that's why that's what pissed me off because I was like straight away, I just had an inkling. I was like, because obviously they all accuse each other right at the start, so you don't even know what's going on because, like, oh, it could be you, it could be you, oh, it could be that. And then like Dewey's like, ah, oh, it's always the, the kind of new love interest on the kind of uh, on the street. Where did you come from? How long have you known each other and stuff like that? Um, but. You know, it pulls you all different ways that, to, to the point of where, you know, I didn't, obviously it had to be one of them, but at the end of it, I didn't really, I didn't guess it, but it had to be one of them, didn't it? Or, yeah. or two of them. Yeah. That was good. It was, it was a good watch. I enjoyed it. Was, it. it was thoroughly good. Um, and like genuinely really like, really enjoyed it. It was just loved, lovely to see a screen movie again, wasn't it, after so long? Yeah. Um, and like, Loads yeah. of fan service, yeah, and which is what they, which is what they've pretty much written through all the whole movie and pointing at and stuff like that, and it does a job, and it does its job, and it's a, you know a good start to the year. I believe. I, I, if I had a little minor grumble, it would have been like mm, they didn't really use Courtney Cox that much. They didn't really use Neil Campbell much, but they've had their time. They've done what they needed to do, and they purely were there for just the nostalgia kind of area of it, wasn't it, really? Yeah, they didn't need to fucking come back, did they? No, they, they, <laughs> obviously, were the, they, they obviously came and shot 
kind of like a week or something and got paid handsomely for it um because they're not in a huge massive deal of the film um but it was it was nice to see him and it was it was nostalgia points wasn't it but it was good overall i I enjoyed it thoroughly 100 percent 100 percent would i watch another one fucking why not See what cool. <laughs> it's already made like loads of money in it, so there'll there'll be more. There'll be more. Of course. Why not? Why not? Hey, we're at five. Let's keep it going. <laughs> what are we gonna score this bad boy in, mate? This is a toughie for me. I think it's gonna get an. I think it's gonna get an eight. Mm. I can't. No, I, re- I really enjoyed it. I like this again. I'm a sucker for nostalgia, and I really like some of the kills. I just like. I like the movies. He kept the style, and to be honest. He kept that Wes Craven feel. Yeah, it. it was very, very, I'd say, like, very, like, um, well done in that way, like, respectful to, to Wes Craven. And, and I think it was in safe hands for these guys because they know, they know their horror and they know what they're doing. Um, rather than trying to make it, sorry to use this word, but woke. You know what I mean? They did, did a good job of it. Definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So that's a draw one last breath. Eight out of ten. Breaths out of ten. Good start. Now, as we said, the main review for next episodes, episode ninety-seven, creeping up to hundred, uh, is TBA because we don't know what the fuck's coming on streaming services. We got two in. Well, that's something. Don't you worry your pretty face about it. All right, fine. <laughs> okay, moving on then. Let's get on to uh, this. Something to scream about. Let's do it. What do you want from me? Why don't you run from me? What are you wondering? Why do you know? Why aren't you scared of me? Why do you care for me? When we all fall asleep, where do we go? Right. This episode's something to scream about. I basically asked Matt, because we're talking about slashers, we got two, we got one for us, 96, you know, Scream really kicked off the... the um, slasher franchise in uh, in the nineties and re sort of re re energized it and stuff like that and brought loads of crap to the fucking table, which is fantastic to see. Um, so you know we want to have a look at we're looking back and going what's our what what memorable slash kills in slasher movies can we sort of recall? So uh, over to you, Matt. What you got for us? I had to. This was hard because obviously there's so much out there. Um, slasher wise, movie wise, and we're quite big fans of the slasher movies. Uh, we've reviewed a lot of slasher movies, but this one I had to go for because it's brutal. It's so brutal. It was basically the burning, the rap scene from the burning. The Have you got that on your list? No, but oh. I know you're talking about we because we hadn't seen the burning, had we? No, before? we hadn't. No, or no. Doing this podcast. It's I had to go back and watch this scene again because straight away I put it at the top of my list because I was like, it's so fucking crazy. This I had to go and watch it on YouTube just for that bit again just to see what it is, like to remember it even more. And it's just like, I think one of the worst things is, first of all, they're on a raft in the middle of a, a, a massive, massive kind of river and they can't really <laughs> they get off, they can have to swim. And it, they can't even see the killer coming, which is because he's like hiding in a canoe and they're just trying to get to this empty canoe. And then when they get there, literally jumps up, 
massive shears in his hands and just starts hacking at people. Fingers are coming off, stabs one guy in the throat, somebody else in the head, stabs another girl in the back. And it's like, I think it's like five kills in one. And it is so visceral and it it literally doesn't hold back and the camera does not go away from it. Literally kill after kill after kill after kill. And it's just like, just that's like slasher for me. It's like, oh my God, full on. There's something that's not, does not sound like a fucking slasher. Mm. Um, there are some fucking outstanding moments in that movie. Yeah, great Definitely. movie. Such a good movie. So glad we watched it and we covered it. Go on then, mate. Give me what you got. First one's a bit weird. Um, oh. So, Charles Play 2. Fucking one of my first, that's probably one of the first slashers the horror movies that I sort of watched at, you know, at the, at the, at the uh, sleepovers with the three young boys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and this one stuck with me cause it's so stupid. Uh, he, it's one in the, in the school where he's hidden in the closet and he jumps out and he fucking, I think he stabs the teacher. who's a bit of a bitch anyway, in the shoulder. And then it's like, she's stalking her with that fucking, uh, meter ruler. Yeah. And you don't actually see the, the actual, her, her de- complete demise. It sort of pans out and you just get the sound effects with like the shadow of him just raising the meter rule up. So I just thought the idea of just like being killed with a fucking ruler is so <laughs> funny and also just like. Do you remember them in school? The big meter rulers. Yeah. Like yeah. wooden meter rulers. Why, why the hell didn't we have tape measures? It's because the, so the, the teachers could hit you with them. It was though, wasn't it? They're massive meter rulers. I remember yeah. them. Oh my word! It was fucking great just to see, it. And, and it's one that you don't, you know, for me, it's like you don't get to see the the kill. But I just thought, and it's not, a, you know, a, a, a typical weapon. Mm. It's just really mm. different. I quite like that, and it's just memorable. It's, it, it sat with me for you know since I was like eight or nine when we watched that. So it's fucking great. Never looked at a ruler the same. <laughs> I had to go on to Shatterproof Ruler instead. Oh, yeah. Cool. Right, go on, have you got any more? Yeah, yeah, of course. How many we got? How many you got? Like, uh, just a couple, like a few, three. Okay, cool. I've only got about three anyway. So my next one is from a little old movie called Hatchet. Oh, okay. This is more the gore factor of, of like, the, the, the kind of scene in this movie is literally where uh the main guy um which is Victor Crowley big like messed up dude like really big running after his victim literally runs after this little old lady grabs her from by the mouth and literally rips her in two it's disgusting it is absolutely filthy um I remember when we were at Fright Fest a few years back and literally um they were showing clips from all different horror movies and that clip where he literally just rips her apart is within the movie and I could remember some lady at the back, she was there to see her like a son's movie showcase, which was the the stop animation one that you really wanted to watch. I can remember the name of it now. Not Chuck. Remember? Chuck Steele. Yes, Chuck Steele. And there's this little old lady at the back and she was disgusted. She was she screamed. Do you not remember? I do remember. <laughs> and but it, 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 if you if you're not used to horror and you see that, 
I can imagine because it looks so fucking real. Uh, and, and that's just stuck in my mind because it's so fucking gory. It's like the goriest of gore scenes you've ever seen. So much blood and guts. It's just gross. But yeah, definitely a, good, a crazy. That's the a jaw good, rip and hatchet. That's a fucking great pick. So this next one I'm going to pick is from, is from um, Friday the 13th Part 7. Okay. Uh, the New Blood. And it's the fucking... It's when he's stalking through the woods... And he comes across the couple having uh, sex in the tent. I know which one this is. It's brilliant. Uh, he, he's already off the boyfriend. He's, yeah. he's, given him a, he's a nice gun through that I think it goes for his chest. Um, and then she's fucking screaming, won't come out of the tent. And he wraps her up in the fucking sleeping bag and just starts pummeling her onto a fucking tree. It's fucking crazy, that part. That's it's, so, I remember that so much. It's a fuck because it's it's not one of the best Friday the Thirteenth by a long shot. No, um, but it's just that fucking moment. It's just great. It's so that's fucking random. Yeah, I think that's my my how my choices have been determined. I just love the absolute randomness of it. Mm. Um, I'm like with your you that's you've got proper gory man. But yeah, this one's just for me. It's just funny. It's so random the way it does it, and it is yeah. hilarious watching Jason just pick this. Sleeping back up and just whack it on a tree. Swing it around, yeah. And it looks, it looks well real as well. Like, yeah. God knows what they used. It must have been a dummy or heavy dummy, but yeah, he's just whacking the fuck out of it. That's death a great by, kill. Great death, kill. By sleep, death by sleeping bag. <laughs> That's a good one. That is a good one. So my, my final pick is, it's a bit, it's a bit boring, but it had to be night, a nightmare on Arm Street. Um, literally. I don't know. It's not the bed scene. It's, not Johnny Depp. No, it's the other bed scene where um, Tara Gray is basically um, dreaming and getting thrown across the room and getting slashed to fuck. And there's that one bit that stuck for me when I was a kid is when they go, the camera goes under the covers and she's under the covers with Freddy and he's down the bottom and he's like clawing at her. But just on the fact of how visceral and violent it is when she's getting levitated and chucked around that fucking room that they literally had on a fucking, like, 360 room that was spinning around. It's just fucked up. It's just really harrowing as well. Nasty. Nasty. Uh, it's nasty. It is nasty, but it's just memorable. And slashes, it's just slashing all over the fucking place, literally. Like, yeah, it's, it's a crazy, crazy bit. I've got some, I've got some honourable mentions as well. You got any more? Before we go ahead. I, I got one more. Let me just do on, one. Your one. Yeah. mentions. So I'll just say the mutilator hooking a puss. <laughs> <laughs> that is nasty. It's it's great because I think he already stabbed her and he had her on a fucking uh, the the table, and then he just like and you're like it's just so quick and it's like what the fuck? I think we had to re- I had to rewind it to like go what the fuck just happened. And I always talk about it, and I just think it's the puss. and that big fucking like. I gotta get a t-shirt of that, mate. Hooking the puss. It's just a big fish hook, isn't it? And it's, <laughs> it's the most wrong way. But yeah, that's brutal. Go on then. What, what you that, that was one of my honourable mentions. If you weren't going to mention it, <laughs> but the only other honourable mention I have is one little film that me and you watched, The Terrifier. <laughs> What you're talking about, spread eagles? Yeah, spread, yeah. Oh my god, that that's crazy because that that 
that film is taking Slasher onto another level, and God knows what's going to happen in the next one. Depravity is the word that I will use for the next one, because that one was just fucked up. But yeah, but yeah, that's a good little chat. I'm sure we missed loads out. I mean, yeah, I got a couple of like yeah. on the, like worth one. You obviously Nightmare on Elm Street. You could just pick a fucking plethora from like Dream mm. Child. I mean, you know the puppet puppet scenes, fucking outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um prime time bitch you know that's just the prime time line. bitch just absolute genius fucking lines and stuff like that probably the, the thing is not so much for Mike Myers I couldn't really picture a, a I, main I didn't want to be obvious with that I, the only one that sticks out in my mind is when he literally fucking stabs that guy up against the wall with the <laughs> knife literally which is well pretty- Speaking of that, I almost put in the one that we watched at Christmas time um, for Silent Night, not Deadly Night. The mm-hmm. where he just picks her up and puts her on the uh, the antlers. Yes, oh shit, that was rude. good. That was a good kill, and obviously we've got some really good kills in um, Slumber Party Massacre as well. Nearly <laughs> put one of those in because uh, there's some good kills in that. So many good films that we've watched, like slasher wise. Uh, some great scenes in Black Christmas as well. Unicorn death. Yeah, but then Scream, I mean, with Drew Barrymore's death, I thought it was fucking brutal. I mean, the the death was, like, so visceral with the, the, the knife just being directed into her chest, but, like, the zooming into her, be, into her intestines and stuff, that yeah. was, oh. It's just something about knives that just makes you just, oh, in it. It's just, like, this thing that can just be flung at you and just cut you up just instantly it's just something about it it's just ugh, gross isn't it really it is a an, an evil weapon <laughs> of choice but yeah that was a good chat awesome chat awesome okay cool we will promise you we will be much more professional and bring you more <laughs> of uh, something to scream about that we can chat about don't really know professionalism is our thing really but no, you know not really but we'll try <laughs> we'll try Okay, should we move on to our uh, movie from the vault? There's a special night in the lives of all of us. A night to be beautiful, to be desirable. A night we can break all the rules and make our own. Prom night. Everyone at Hamilton High is getting ready for prom night. It's a day of rehearsals. Arrangements final preparations and last minute phone calls Nick? Wendy, do you still like to play games? They're too old for games but someone still wants to play This episode's movie from the vault 
is Prom Night 1980, starring Leslie Nielsen and uh, <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. At a high school senior prom, a masked killer stalks four teenagers who were responsible for the accidental death of a classmate six years previously. Right then, dude. Have you seen this one before? Do you know what? I thought I had, but I hadn't. I have seen the remake. Okay, with uh, uh, Brittany Snow. Yeah, when I was a bit younger. I remember I had that on DVD. I, for some reason, I thought I'd seen this, but I hadn't. So this was a, a first watch for me. You've never seen, you've seen it before, haven't you? Yeah, I've got a, I've got it on VHS as well. Oh, okay. I've got a little little nice. not X rental, just a normal one <laughs> I bought. Cool, I want to see the cover on that. That'd be quite cool. I will. Is it the Balaclava cover? No, 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 no. It's Jamie Lee Curtis on the front. Probably cool. one you haven't seen before. It's quite unique. <laughs> cool. Um, Saturday Night Fever, basically, <laughs> as a slasher. <laughs> well, it, it was straight out of, like, the 1980, didn't we? So, still kind of a lot of that disco and that dress and that era hanging around, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, yeah, to, to some of the dance scenes we're definitely going to have to talk well, about. The, the opening scene of this movie, I was like, have I clicked on the wrong thing? <laughs> I was like, because it, it's really random how it starts. It just literally, literally goes straight in, doesn't it? This this kind of derelict school and these kids playing. I was like, have I clicked the right thing? But it I was. Mean, I, the only reason I watched this and I, is because of Scream. Only reason I. Oh, was it? Because it was it was mentioned in. They referenced it. In, yeah. yeah, Randy mentions it during his like tirade and stuff like mm-hmm. that prom night and all that. I'm like I picked apart pretty much every single movie that you mentioned in that movie yeah yeah in Scream I went off and had a, had a little watch off and stuff like mm-hmm. you know like he says um, there's some great lines in it where he goes um, the mother from E.T. and he's like who like the howling and stuff like that and yeah. that that line never floated with me until I realised it was D. Wallace that was in fucking yeah. D. Wallace but anyway but yeah so yeah that start of it is a group of fucking creepy ass kids. Yeah. That um, love saying things over and over and over and over again. The same things. Kill. 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 What, what do you expect if you, to happen? Like, she's, you know, poor girl fell out of a fucking window thanks to you guys and they're like, oh, let's just fuck off and never, fu-, you know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind, but like, she wasn't even supposed to be playing the game. <laughs> she just literally was like, oh, I'll go and see if I can join in. And literally just becomes straight away a part of the game. I'm guessing they were twins, were they? The the other boy. I don't know because they were wearing matching t-shirts. I think that's what. Yeah, I think that that literally it portrays them as being twins. Fucking creepy little fucking kids, man. Yeah, they look creepy, didn't they? I thought, who are these two mime artists coming up with their stripy <laughs> t-shirts? <laughs> but yeah, we straight away get um, you know, she she falls to her death, the poor little girl, and obviously, um. There's a bit of revenge happening now. This is where we go. You oh, know, is there? Well, this is the thing. They keep mentioning like you're like, what the fuck is this movie about? Like, who's the killer then? Like, you know. Uh, then then they kind of mention this awesome subplot of this like, um, the the guy who got blamed for the death has been in like prison. He's escaped, so you kind of they immediately put it on him. I tell you what, which probably happened a lot in those days. <laughs> yeah. Um. There's a lot of like crossovers with this one and future. This has got 
DNA of future sla- um, future slashes written all over it. I mean, you know, I know what he did last summer. Um, especially Scream. Like the oh, screen, man, this the is screen, a, screen, screen. Yeah. Like the phone bits in this. Yeah. Like, they might as well just be ripped from there and just put into Scream because that, that is 100% where they got the phone from. I mean, originally, uh, I'm going to say Black Christmas as well. Um, but this as well for definite because even the voice in it, even the voice he puts on. So even to um, like the reveal of the killer at the end, and also oh, the but also like some of the strong, the strong female characters in it, and the strong characters in general. In terms of like, you get the weak teams, and you get the ones that um, perhaps put up more than a fight than usual. Than usual, and yep. it's because you know in this one, it's not a supernatural killer. No, it just takes a fucking long time to get there. It does. A long time. Was it like 40 minutes until like the the main... Do you want to fucking know? Go on. 59 minutes. <laughs> so we've got obviously the little girl kill, which is you don't really see. It's got, you just see her falling and then you see her on the floor. Then obviously we've got the nurse that is off-screen kill. So you, you don't see her kill. And then literally we don't get another kill until actual prom night. Um, yeah. So for 59 minutes, there's quite a lot of backstory, quite a lot of, you know, shots of them tying their shoelaces and, you know, a lot of build up. Which, you know, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. It didn't, it, didn't, it wasn't a slog to watch. I was going to say, like, no boobs. I thought almost that we were going to get no boobage in this movie for that whole, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah. there you go. It is the 80s. Um, but there were some creepy little characters in there. The hedge trimmer creep was was great, and that's a great little nod to again, not a nod to, but prevailing nod to like uh, the janitor in Scream as well, mm. in, in, dressed in his Freddy gear. Um, but yeah, like quite a weird dramatic school fight. Yeah, yeah, like, that was weird. It looked like it was going to go to the death at one stage. <laughs> yeah, but I, I got we got we got to address the elephant in the room here. Who the fuck rocks up to the canteen in a balaclava? And why? Did you have a balaclava when you were a kid? I did. So did I. They I were like got, so big when I was young. Like I still got one now. <laughs> I bet you have. Yeah. <laughs> but do you know do you know what I mean? Because when I was at school, when it was really cold, quite a lot of kids wore balaclavas. Oh yeah. But I think we should bring them back, mate. Hey, I'm not going to lie. I will go and get it right now and put it on. I've got it. <laughs> With, like, COVID and stuff. It's perfect, isn't it? It's like, I really think we should bring the, 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 the balaclava back. Because it's yeah, like, you... there's different balaclavas. There's the ones with the mouth out and the eyes. Then you've got the ones with the, like, round, kind of scuba type ones. You've got all, to- all types. I think we should bring them back, mate. I mean, I, I've got one, the scuba one, because I obviously take it. If I'm doing winter walking, then I'll take it on there. I don't go out, like, you know, stalking people. Uh, do you know who ruined the balaclava, though? The IRA, they fucked it. <laughs> there was, uh, I bet sales were doing great, and then it just plummeted after that. Anyway, yeah, so bal- who wears a freaking balaclava to school? <laughs> like, it's so random. You should... We need to get a balaclava. Is in it cold school. enough? I know, we'll just have the bully turn up and start beating someone. Maybe... Maybe it's not cold enough for balaclavas anymore. Oh, fuck it is. Well, then, <laughs> then you need to start the trend and start dressing little Indy up in a balaclava. Yeah, I might like, do. When's his, when's his birthday? I'm buying him one for his birthday. <laughs> not for a while. 
But yeah, I might have to get one. Um, I wrote. <laughs> There's not much going on. Yeah, not much going on. Uh, I thought some weird stuff happened before the killing started. Mm. Um, Seymour, I thought was a fucking like is a legend and a proper stud. Is Great that the guy with the RV van, the 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 the, van, the camper van, just rocks up on the side of the road. If that's if the, if if pulling was that easy, that'd be great. He'd like, <laughs> I thought he knew her, and he didn't. He just like just pulled up on the side of the road. Hi, I'm Seymour. Go get in the van, get a lift. I'm like, this is weird. Um, and she does, and next thing you know, she's got a date to the prom. Yeah. Like, she, does that mean I pretty much knew everyone in my year of school? So the fact that what she didn't know him. Yeah. It's fucking weird for a start. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis dancing with Leslie Nielsen. Let's talk about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that bit. Before, I've got on my notes, Wendy is a cunt. Yeah, big bitch. Yeah, so she's the, the evil one. She was, evil, also, she was evil as the kid, as a little kid, and she's evil now, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, we've kind of gone over the, the kind of thing. It's like... Obviously, the these kids have pushed this girl, accidentally pushed this girl well, out. They, well, they didn't push her. No, but... they just made her fall and then yeah. didn't talk about it. So, you know, this is six years on after that and they're, you know, all, all going to school prom and stuff. Um, so, yeah, it is, yeah, Wendy's horrible. But um, the school bully, we forgot to talk about his fucking monobrow as well. What a <laughs> hell of a monobrow. The balaclava was one thing, but the monobrow, mate, come on now. He he, oh, is a, he is a proper goon. Yeah. Anyway, disco scene, let's talk. What the fuck? Out, throughout this film, I, I I know this was his last serious role before he went comedy, um, but Leslie Nielsen, I couldn't, I, I couldn't help but watch that something was going to happen where he was going to just, like, do something stupid. <laughs> I just, I couldn't watch it. It really took me out of the film every time he was in it on it. It's just weird. Why did they? Ha- I, why did they have him dad dancing? Well, so it was, it was, Mate, what the fuck was that all about? She was doing like all these weird disco moves in front of him. She's she was good. She's great. Answer. She was. Jamie Lee Curtis is fucking amazing in this film. A holler, but it's <laughs> the, but she can't just hold the whole fucking movie when Leslie Nielsen's just like it's just so weird. How long? I, I think I counted this. The, the disco scene was about six minutes of dancing. The fucking show off dance. choreographed fucking dance. I, I wrote. I wrote a rather mean comment. <laughs> <laughs> fucking show off dancing fucks. That's what I wrote. I just fucking hate the idea of like two people in a circle. And like, just literally, just showing. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. You, you, you're on about people at weddings that do a dance when a circle comes around them. Who, who do a thing like that at a wedding? I don't know. April, who? Some fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was that was corny as hell. Um, but but we do let's get. Talk about, let's talk about the pussy wagon. Yeah, well, he got... Well, I mean, there was a kill before then. Oh, oh yeah, sure. Yeah, the first kill this was. The 59th minute kill. The 59th minute kill was... Uh, I can't even oh, remember God. her name. Tracy or... Oh, she just... She she was just... Um, thought she was going to be... It was going to be her night, didn't she? Well, she, she was a, a virgin. 
she's there with her, with her boobs out and he's just about to get lucky and she's just like, no, I can't do this. And then he's like, fine. I'm going to go and get it every, go and get it from somewhere else. Fucking You're not going to give it to me. I'll get it from someone else. And then fr- the funny bit is when he gets to the door, he just turns around, takes out his rose and just throws it on the floor. <laughs> like, what a fucking arsehole. Yeah, Poor uh, girl gets fucking fucked in a different way. Yeah. And she gets uh, a nice, it's a bit of a slit throat. Slit throat, yeah. Slit yeah. throat. Poor yeah. girl. Poor girl. Didn't even get laid. Oh, well. And then we get this beautiful scene with Seymour in his pussy wagon. He's a total lad. He is, isn't he? he the car's rocking. They and, both, uh, both their first times, apparently. You know. I've I, I got to ask you a thing. Where, where did they they get out of the car? Let's go have sex on the something. I don't even know what what it was. Couldn't tell you. But was it like a was it like a football field or like? Maybe, but she turns. She basically turns into this like you know total horny bitch, which is really random and funny. But like one, this is probably the best kill of the of the whole the whole movie. Just so, just the door just suddenly flings flings open, and uh, he like stabs her in the neck, isn't it, or head? Yeah, yeah. And it's like Seymour's there going, "What the fuck?" And of course he's got to go, but he puts up a great fight. He does put up a good fight. He does, he does, but why just don't drive off? I don't know. Just kind of drive in circles. Well, he's getting he's getting attacked in the van and he's kicking and... Maybe it's because he had too much weed from his little book that he had full of yeah. of joints. But, yeah, interesting explosion. <laughs> Could be a stunts going on yeah. in there, hanging out the side yeah. of the uh, car. Yeah. R.I.P. blown up. The uh, next one for the bitch, the the motherfucking bitch. What do you call her? Mandy. Wendy. 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 Right. Oh, Wendy. Mandy. Oh. These teens. This is when it's like these teens aren't helpless. You get a bit of throwback from Seymour, and then you've got Wendy, who's just basically dodging an axe mm. for like about five minutes. She's running around the school, um, like dodging him and bobbing and weaving, and you almost think she's going to get away with it. Because she she hates um, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's character, doesn't she? Because she's stole her boyfriend, her, her ex boyfriend, and she it's a bit of a we've got a bit of a carry situation on our hands, haven't we? Where she, she wants to destroy their moment in the in the limelight of them becoming prom king and queen. Yeah, um, and she's just doing everything she can to fuck it up. But she is quite a tough bitch. I give her that. Yeah, and she just she gets hers in the end, which was um, you know a good swing of the old axe, wasn't it? Mm, yeah. yeah. After a bit of cat and mouse. Good bit of cat and mouse, I thought. I really, I thought that was a good scene, and it's like again, it's typical of um, a slasher, and it's it was done very well. And it, it, it sort of, I get, you know, I imagine a lot of movies have sort of copied that, not copied, but you know. Yeah, there's definitely, definitely like influenced. Definitely, because there's like uh, where she goes. There's a part where she goes into a garage part of the school and she gets in the car. That the classic climbing in the car and get and like falling the killer through the other side of the car. That was mirrored in Scream. Yeah, and again the mimicry, the mimicry, the mimicry, mimicry, mimicry between Ghostface and him in the Balakava, where 
you know, he, he gets... He, he does goes, stumble, doesn't he? Yes, he stumbles. He misses, um, and... So he's not yes. a professional, but that's yeah. clever. That's clever, because he isn't a professional. It's passionate. Mm. It's funny. Um, I just love it. Yeah, I love how shit the killer is. That's good. Mm. Uh, and the headshot, the, the last kill, uh, last kill, yeah, last kill we get is, um, fight, well, the, this is one thing you didn't expect. We get the goon dies, which is great. After punching out the, the boyfriend and nicking his crown. Timing him up, time up. <laughs> it's fucking weird. Um, yeah, he gets his head chopped off and the bloke gets, and you're right, the killer gets electrocuted. <laughs> whilst doing it, which is hilarious. And his head just right. I like that because, Quite good special effects on that bit when his head, head kind of gets lopped off and rolls down the runway. Yeah, I like that bit. A um, little bit of a kerfuffle. Obviously, all the everyone's running out, scared, a bit like Carrie, and um, everyone's a bit scared and running away. And then the killer comes in. He's just fighting Jamie Lee Curtis and her boyfriend, trying to kill the boyfriend, basically. Jamie Lee Curtis is badass. She's not taking any of it. She smacks him in the head with a uh, with the axe handle. Mm. And realises at that point that it's uh, it's her brother. Doom, doom, doom. You know that bit where she knows it's his, her brother because she sees his eyes through the balaclava and she like knows and she instantly she knows. Yeah. But yeah, because it's a kind of weird thing going on because they do short shoehorn a couple of kind of scenes with her and her brother and how they get on and they're really kind of tight and stuff. But yeah, it's, it's clever. It is clever. More than, you know. It, why was he wearing lipstick? Lipstick? Was he wearing lipstick? That's what it looked like to me. When he when 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 she took the balaclava off. Maybe it was blood. Maybe it was meant to be blood. I think you need to watch it again. I'm pretty bloody sure it was lipstick. Fair <laughs> play to him though, because he only actually went for the pe- for the people that killed his sister. Ah, oh, but he got he got Seymour. Oh yeah, shit. I don't, yeah, but um, yeah, maybe Seymour just you know. He stumbled across him by accident. <laughs> Lateral damage. Yeah. True. Forgot about Seymour, the legend. Yeah, we do find out that he did witness whatever happened or see something that happened back in the day. But, you know, all in all, it's a pretty good movie. Um, I like the journey. I yeah. Think. It does take a while to get into it, but it, once it gets in the, in the full swing of things, it's great. I think Jamie Lee Curtis did this between um, Halloween two and Terror Train, wasn't it? And yeah, she did. No, she did this and Terror Train between Halloween and Halloween two. Right. Okay. So she did the Fog, I think, uh, Terror Train, and this. So three little good, three good, great movies there. Yeah. But yeah, she was great in it. Every scene she was in, she just was brilliant. Smashed it. Yeah, yeah. Leslie Nielsen. Really, really strange. It's really strange just seeing him because he he wasn't that great. He wasn't that great at all. And the 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 weirdest disco choreographed dance scene I've ever seen in a horror movie ever. Saturday Night Fever, basically. As a yeah, as a, it was as a slasher. Okay, dude, let's get on to some lovely mad specs. Yeah, let's do it. So I've got a couple here. I've got a couple. So, according to director Paul Lynch, in Going to Pieces, a documentary, The Rise and Fall of the Slasher Film, 
made in 2006. He was having difficulty securing financial things until Jamie Lee Curtis signed on. Once the film was shot, Paramount expressed interest in distributing the movie. However, they only wanted it to open in 300 theatres, whereas Aveco Embassy Pictures offered them a release in 1,200 theatres. Aveco Embassy released Prom Night. As a result, the same year, Paramount released another independent slasher film called Friday the 13th. Well, you haven't got which done better then? Well, I think Friday the 13th done better, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> I would imagine. Um, disco, got, we've got to talk about the disco. Uh, according to Paul Zaza, um, the prom scene was shot with actual disco hits the production company later realised they could not afford the rights to. So they're all dancing to something. And this gave Zaza a week and a half to create a similar original disco song for the movie. Uh, so they were close, uh, but not so close they could be sued. So he literally had to go away. He had two weeks to basically get uh, some music that was similar to what they were using and then put it back in the film so they were all dancing to the same kind of thing because they would have looked weird if they were dancing to something else, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, Seymour's van. <laughs> Apparently, I don't know how true this is, the stunt guy stole that van and then they trashed it and blew it up. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's what happens back in the day. Casey Stevens, the guy that uh, played the love interest, um, apparently a bit sad. He would only do one more film after this called Threshold in 1981 as he tragically died of AIDS, uh, an AIDS-related illness in 1986 and his acting career was as it was just beginning to take off, which was quite sad. Yeah. Uh, I read that. Um, the, the film was shot in 24 days and also there is a body count of only seven. Yeah, I thought it was pretty meek, but, you know, I'm guessing they're including the little yeah, girl at the start. Cram it, all, uh, cram it all in in the last, like, <laughs> ten minutes. Interesting. But overall, it's a great movie. It is. Of course. So, as you haven't seen this before, then, dude, give us your rating. I would say, because it is done, it has done a lot for the slasher genre, um, I'd probably give this about an eight, probably, seven or eight, seven. Seven or eight? Eight's fair. I think eight's fair. Yeah. Good, yeah. Yeah, I think it's got, because of the DNA that it's got all over it and yeah. just the, how influential it is. It takes a while to get there, I think, as a slow burn. Yeah. I think, originally, I think they wanted this to be a bit more kind of less um, scary. And, and uh, I think they wanted it to be dumbed down originally. Uh, but they added more gore in at the end. I didn't have it in my Matt's Facts, but I did read that as I was looking for Matt's oh, Facts. Okay. They did want to promote it as a, 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 like a teen movie um, with less kind of gore and less blood. Uh, but the, I think the, the, the companies came down on a bit more and said, no, we want more, more Halloween-y kind of stuff. Halloween-y teeny. Right, cool. I like it. Love Eight it. breaths out of ten. Eight breaths out of ten. From night. Right, mate. It's your pick. I want to fucking... Lather me up in your pick. <laughs> wow. I know we haven't both seen this film. It's a Toby Hooper film, and it's called The Fun House. Ooh. Oh, God. Is that the one with the weird clown? I don't know. I've not seen it. The fun it's got house. a weird clown on the cover of the film, I think. It's, like, really rapey. But they covered it in um, 80s Horror Doc, which is... Um, uh, that we watched 
The Fun House. I've always wanted to watch it. Might be a little bit difficult to get. Might have to rent it off Amazon. Okay. Or or YouTube, rent it off YouTube. Um, But I've always wanted to watch it. Toby Hooper film. Dude, I have no fucking recollection about this movie right now. So I'm looking for, if it's something I have seen before, game on. All right, that's cool, man. I love that. Great episode. Something screamed about was back, baby. Back. Um, I'm moving on to episode 97. We'll be looking to entertain you, entertain ourselves um, with whatever we can find out in there. And we'll come up with a new question for something to scream about. If you want to. But if you like scary movies, then come at us with something for us, something to scream about. We're open to suggestions. Yeah, man. Get, get in contact at the end. Looking forward to that. Uh, Matt's just pulled out the vault, the vault. Toby Hooper's The Fun House. All right. Thanks for listening to another Draw One Last Breath horror podcast. And there's only one more thing to say. When there's no more room in hell, here's another podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at Draw One Last, Instagram at Draw One Last Breath, or pop us an email at Draw One Last Breath Pod at Hotmail.com. <laughs>